The FBI estimates that healthcare fraud costs the U.S. tens of billions of dollars each year. Medical identity theft is often a component of these crimes. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Mark Ford, principal of Deloitte Cyber Risk Services and lead for the firm's life sciences and healthcare industry practice. Mark will be discussing with us why the healthcare sector is a growing target for identity theft and steps that healthcare entities can take to help prevent their patients from becoming victims of medical ID theft and fraud. Hi, Mark. Good afternoon. So now, Mark, to start, why is the healthcare sector a growing target for medical ID theft? And is it mostly the personal information, like social security numbers that are being targeted, or is it the actual health data that's being targeted? It really comes down to kind of all of the above, Marianne. What we're seeing to get to medical fraud, you really need to obtain the medical data that is used to commit that type of fraud. So that tends to be a big driver around a lot of the connection between the attacks and the, the type of targeting that's been happening for healthcare institutions that house this data and house it quite abundantly. If you can get this kind of data, kind of the background information, the identity information that you would typically hear about in, a say, any sector uh, identity theft type of scenario, in combination with some key medical information, then the opportunity for a thief to try to commit Medicare, Medicaid-type fraud, insurance fraud, is pretty high. And that's that's been a pretty significant impact in the marketplace here recently. There's been a big hacking incident involving community health systems earlier this summer, which disclosed that a hacking incident actually impacted more than 4 million patients. It's yet to be seen if that incident has resulted in any ID fraud. But with that said, who is a bigger threat when it comes to medical ID theft? Is it the insiders or the hackers? Again, it really has been changing. The statistics that we've seen in the past has been more focused on insider threat. I've been doing this for 20-something years, but in recent history, we've seen a much growing and expansive threat coming from the outside. In fact, the traditional statistics I would quote on almost year-on-year, we would say about 70% of your attacks will come from insider. Now that statistic is actually flipped, where about 70% are coming from external now. And the reason is, driven back to what we were talking about earlier, the value of that data and how it can be used to gain monetary value. And in fact, why the healthcare industry tends to be a little bit more of a target is because they have this data and they don't have quite as much of the protections that you've seen instituted in some of the other likely targets like financial institutions finance institutions that hold some of this key information have been really putting their emphasis around cyber risk and investing in this for many years now. And so their level of investment and their level of competency around how to protect that data has actually moved forward much more rapidly. I would I like to term it in, in terms of maturity. They're up that maturity curve much further than healthcare. Now, 
recent regulatory impacts that have come out from the government, HIPAA laws, the changes in the omnibus rule that we've all heard about have brought this into focus for the healthcare industry, and the industry is on the move, which I'm really happy to see, and, and a part of myself, and that's what our mission is, is to help the industry start to realize where they are and make that move up and to the right, if you will, from an, a maturity standpoint so they can better protect the data that they house and keep us safe from this potential threat. With that said, what steps should the healthcare sector be taking to prevent and detect medical ID theft? Where do they fall short? And are there any special precautions in safeguarding EHRs from medical ID thieves? I would say the first step is is really understanding where you are relative to the threat itself and what your potential exposure is. And we've been doing quite a bit of this type of work. Uh, in the past, I'll have to admit, healthcare industry has been kind of slow to to look at this area and invest in this area. But now that things are moving in terms of the adoption of electronic medical records, that has put this on the forefront and the fact that you're moving from paper records to electronic records needing to have the ability to also protect that information simultaneously has been a a very key aspect of this move. So, yes, you're right. As you've moved, transitioned from hard copy, paper, uh, kind of old school to new school, the adoption of electronic means to, to manage clinical systems in the future, there is a higher risk associated to the potential for this data to be divulged. Therefore, you need to have a much stronger approach on how you're going to protect it in the future. So it was right in my mind for the government to call it out, not only to say, let's help the industry move, let's incentivize the industry to move into using systems like the new electronic medical record systems, but also at the same time put mandates in place that say you also need to consider how you protect the data that's going to be housed in these new systems. I believe that if they hadn't have done that, there would have been a lot less attention given to the to the cyber risk aspect, and you would have a higher potential for exposure. So net net, I think this has made a significant impact in moving the moving the needle in terms of where the healthcare providers, especially, are today, as opposed to where they were in a short five years ago, which was pretty nascent in my mind. And so when it comes to safeguarding EHR data, are there various technologies or procedures that should be taken by healthcare entities that differ from, say, protecting financial information in the billing systems? That's a great question and a comparison that we make many times over. The difference between the two is that in the EHR systems, the numbers of people that have to have ready access to that information is significantly higher. So quite frankly, the level of controls and lockdown that you can put in a financial system as opposed to a a clinical system is vastly different. So if you compared the two, you actually need to have more uh, structure and process and oversight on what you're doing with electronic medical record than you do financial because you have the ability to lock that down in a system itself. It's actually easier to do than a patient record. And the reason that is is because providers themselves need to have ready access to 
your record so that they can provision health care. It's a life and death situation. It's a, it's a patient safety issue. So they need to have the access when they need to have it. However, at the same time, they need to make sure that there's protections put on it, that that information doesn't get accessed by the wrong people or potentially there's vulnerabilities to the systems that's housed on so that uh, folks who may want to commit fraud can get that access and, and move forward with their objectives. Once again, the history has a lot to do with this. This has not been a major effort for the healthcare industry. That is changing, and I think the level of awareness that has been put in place with some of the regulatory stressors as well as the, the fact that a lot of this has been out and in the public has really put a, a shining hot light on this issue and is changing the industry and helping change the industry in the right direction. I don't see... As far as the controls themselves, there's not a lot different. It's just it has to be managed much more closely relative to healthcare because of the kind of ubiquitous data that is flowing through these systems. Now, Mark, besides medical ID theft and fraud, are there any other new or emerging cyber threats that are facing the healthcare sector that the healthcare sector is being either negligent or unaware of at this point? I think part of what the healthcare industry is starting to get their arms around is, is their relative exposure to the, the things that we've been talking about already, medical ID theft and fraud, where they hadn't seen that as a big driver for their spend in the past. It's been mostly driven by the fact that they needed to be compliant, and that was kind of the mindset. What we're seeing is if you stay in that compliant mindset. i got to check the box and make sure that I'm following all the government requirements and this is not something that I'm building into the fabric of my operations, then you tend to miss some of the bigger, more significant risk. And when you have that type of mindset and you are faced off with today's threat environment, which is a rapidly changing threat environment today, that it, and more so than it ever has been, that's when the challenge and the, the potential for exposure becomes much greater. So I think as the healthcare industry moves forward, adopting very specific programs that allow them to deal with the controls that they have to apply today, but also start to address this changing cyber threat is a very key aspect, and I still think the industry is not keen on that today. They're not thinking about the changing cyber threat as much as they should be. So, Mark, if there was one thing that healthcare entities should do now to raise the bar with their security programs to address these emerging threats and risks that goes beyond just HIPAA compliance, what would that one thing be? I think what's most important to start with is to have a well-defined understanding of the threat environment that is directly impacting your operations. So the first step, the one thing that I would advise is to do a comprehensive analysis of what you do today, understanding how that is addressed against the risks that are out there today, and understand what your gaps are between the two. That's the first step. And if you do that, then you have a better understanding of where you are and what it takes for you to start to close those gaps so that you can start protecting yourself more effectively in the future.
So it sounds like a key thing to do is something that is prescribed in HIPAA, and that's doing a security risk analysis. But in doing so, it can take you to that next level of security. That's absolutely right. You have to know where you stand before you can start addressing the risks that are hitting you. If you just start to put your finger in the dike, i.e., I start doing technology and I start doing controls in the place, then you really are taking more of a shotgun or a finger in the dike type of approach, and ultimately something is going to happen that you're not going to be able to protect. And because you're not doing this based on the risk that you're exposed to and making good risk management decisions about how you manage your exposure to these changing threat world. Thanks, Mark. I've been speaking to consultant Mark Ford of Deloitte. I'm Marian Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.